What I do is inconsequential. Why I do what I do is I get to shorten people's journeys every day. What I love about our hospitality industry is that it's our mission to make people feel cared for while on their journeys. Together, we'll explore what hospitality means in the built environment, in business, and in our daily lives. I'm Dan Ryan, and this is Defining Hospitality. Today's guest is someone who crafts holistic design experiences that reference a brand's DNA. She has a passion for creating restaurants that redefine the dining experience. She has the innate ability to take a concept and turn it into reality. She's the Senior Director of Design and Concept Development at Danny Meyer's Union Square Events and leading consulting at their newly minted hospitality lab. Ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Kadari. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thanks. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on for many different reasons. The first of which is, I've said this on many of my shows, but Danny Meyer is just such a hero of mine. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. And his whole idea, all the ideas in his life story and his memoir, Setting the Table, I just think about it so often. And I know I'm going to quote some things as we're, as we're talking. Um, but I'm just super excited to have you on and, and hear about how you can take all of the magic that Danny's created at all of his restaurants. And now you're consulting and showing other people how to do it, not just in restaurants also it's, but it's like, it's all things hospitality. Cause like, I feel right. like, as you know, hospitality touches everything. And I think we can all benefit from nurturing that hospitality gene or hospitality quotient within us. In some ways, people are born with it, but it can also be taught and improved. And it's just really freaking exciting to have you on here. So thank you. Thank you. My goodness. And and I probably will will quote a lot of our USHG isms because I I I speak it and live it and breathe it every day. So we'll we'll share some HQ isms. Oh together. good. I love isms. And it, you know it's just it's awesome to see like, you know, you've had a really cool path in to where you are now and um just from design to branding, um, and now consulting on hospitality and design. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just really cool. So you're like taking all of it and kind of shortening other people's journeys as they learn. Uh, before we get into it, the one question, the big question I ask everyone is, you know, what does hospitality mean to you? Mm. So I think since I've joined USHG, I think my, my definition has shifted. Um, coming from the, the design and branding side of things, my approach and, and interaction with hospitality has is, is definitely changed. I now work hand in hand with my VP of ops, uh, head of culinary. Um, I get to see them interact and, and work the floor and greet guests. So um, I have a really kind of beautiful now, I think, understanding of hospitality and, and, and how I define it. Um, is really the the approach of of how someone is is cared for. Um, it's it's being able to listen and have someone a guest, uh, for all instances, be be heard and listened to. It's a lot of the intangible, but um, hospitality is when you do something for someone rather than to someone. Um, 
we, we've got a, a couple of great examples that we all kind of use throughout the office. But personally, um, I have a, a kind of a key example of, right? So, um, I went out to dinner with a, with a girlfriend, um, and it was a wonderful restaurant. Uh, we sat down and, and the team came over um, and presented uh, both of us a glass of champagne, right? And said, here, welcome, enjoy the champagne. And it was a beautiful, beautiful gesture. Little did they know or didn't want to find out, my friend doesn't drink, right? So it's a beautiful example of thinking and wanting to do something for someone or to someone rather, right? Um, but unfortunately, now she was in that position of having to either make note of it or justify or when the team came back and the glass of champagne was still up and no one had drank from it, right? She's now in that position of saying, hmm, it's not that I didn't like it. It's not that I don't appreciate it. But now it's a different interaction yeah. rather than the team coming to the table and saying, welcome back or welcome for the first time. Anything we should know, right? Is anything that you can't have, want to have, stay away from? You know, what What are your hopes for this evening? And then hearing, hearing from the guests what, what it is, what they're looking for, and then being able to come back and deliver with excellence in those moments that just completely make that impactful, memorable evening. Um, so that that's that's how I would define hospitality is, is hearing and being heard and, and caring for someone. And it's interesting because in that instance of the champagne, it's not, um, the intention was good, Yeah, but absolutely. it creates this, all these other eddies of, uh, Oh, uh, how should I act now? And, and so right. just from like a functional perspective, if you were to go back in time to that moment and you were bringing it, what would you have done before so that you could do something for them rather than to them? Well, so I think the first thing is coming to the table and saying, hey, welcome. You know, how was how your, what are you, why are you coming here? Right. Are you people coming to reconnect, um, looking to celebrate? Um, are you looking to, to have anything to drink? Right. And if we start to say, no, you know, and, and or if we say, yeah, actually, I think we're, we're thinking we're looking at the menu, but we haven't decided what cocktail, right? You're picking up those dots, your those cues from that person. Um, and if they make note of that they are here to celebrate or, you know, they are thinking about a, a glass of wine or something, then perhaps it's an appropriate time to then say, we would love to offer you guys champagne. Would you would you enjoy that? Would that be something you'd like? Right. Yeah. It's like you have to open the door to listening and hearing. And oftentimes yep. we're all so caught up in doing the things that we need to do to just get life done that right. we don't oftentimes ask. And that ask is like, it's really just opening up your heart to the other person and like receiving what they're giving to you. Absolutely. So Danny Meyer has all of these incredible restaurants from Shake Shack to Union Square Cafe to Blue Smoke to what's my favorite one on 20th Street? Gramercy, Gramercy Tavern, which is my favorite one. I don't know. It's like, I'm just. It is mine too. Don't okay, good. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been there a gajillion times, but all of these places have such a different feel when you walk into them as far as the physical environment. But 
there is something super amazing about the training, the culture, and it's palpable. You can feel it. And he's done it so well for himself. Um, I'm super glad that he started a consulting arm so that he can bring that magic to other not just restaurateurs, but uh, but other businesses. What what have you learned the most since you've been there? Like what? How have you changed the most since you've started working there? Great question. Because I I I honestly do think it's kind of a internalizing really to to the earlier point. I think what what hospitality really means and can be beautifully done um, when done in in a a really thoughtful way. Um, so I think it's a, a better understanding of um, embracing um, what hospitality can really do to transform uh, someone's experience. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, learning from, and I, I, I fully admit, learning from the best, uh, I think has been really um, transformed my understanding um, of this industry, um, done, done to excellence. Mm. Whereas like on the design side, like, yeah, of course this is when you, but, I'm sure the interview process is similar to the restaurants, correct. As far as trying to find out if you have that HQ or hospitality. Yes. <laughs> so like when you're going through the process, I, I, I don't like, I don't know if there's a secret process to how you get interviewed there, but like, how did you know, how did they find out that you had that hospitality gene or hospitality quotient Tofkin. Really? we it we, we engaged in um some really fantastic conversations some dialogues i mean certainly so you know there's the 51 percent and the 49 right so the 49 percent was the technical skills right do you have the background do you have the the expertise in the field of which you you're looking to to lead on um so that's you know that's an easy solve to, to look at um, and to figure out if, if they check that box. The 51, yeah, it, it really is, again, kind of the intangible. It's, it's do you have that kind of hospitality spirit and warmth um, for you to be able, that you can't teach, right? Like you are or you aren't. Skill, you can get by if you're kind of exuding that level of um, wanting to to learn, wanting to you know be the person that always, as we say, kind of center the salt shaker and make sure that things are done right. Um, and your your overall approach to to tackle projects, um, but a lot of it was through conversation um, and getting to understand and get a feel for for a person. Um, sometimes it's 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 harder to do, but you know I've interviewed a few people to join my team and. Um, it, you do, you capture that in some lengthy conversations with people and, and get a feel for, um, you know, who they are and, and who is that kind of person to, because you're um, really listening to them. hundred percent. That's what's so crazy about doing these podcasts is it's a very weird form of communication in the sense that, okay, we're going to have, we're going to talk for about an hour and in order for me to do my job really well here, I have to be listening and watching and seeing where you're lighting up. And you know what? And no one's coming to say, would you like sparkling or still? 
Would you like, <laughs> would you like red or white? Like what apps mains, there's no interruption. So it's, I really enjoy it. And I, and, but when I first started doing it, it was, um, it's very like unsettling because it, and, and exhausting because you're here, you're doing this and it, it's just a whole different way of communicating and listening, even though you're using less energy, I would think because talking, you know, you're using more muscles and oxygen and, and you got to think and get it out. Listening is really freaking hard. It is, it is, but it's fun because so again, I'm like throwing out so many isms here. Um, Keep them coming. I want, <laughs> but, um, we, we, we like to say that we collect dots to connect dots. So we are actively trying to collect any bits and pieces and connections and, um, things that we heard from someone else oh you mentioned you like that hey by the way we we have the best of that that we, you need to taste or try um i use it on the consulting side quite often um for you know meeting at, at, at conferences right and just talking to people and and speaking and saying hey i you did this oh you know that person well let me introduce you to this person because they're going to be excellent for you at further developing whatever new hotel brand you're looking to do, or you need an agency. Great. I know an agency and I love connecting with people. Mm. And, and that's my side of the collecting dots. Um, but it's, it's fun where you are listening to somebody and it ignites in me a spark to say, Oh my gosh, wait, I remember you said that. And I want to connect with somebody over here or. So that's really resonating with me. I've been doing some thinking about, you know, we all meet so many people in our lives and like we have really good vibes with some people, some people maybe not. And I find that those good vibes happen when we have a shared dot, if you will, or some kind yes. of a, sh it doesn't even have to necessarily be an experience. It could be a challenge we went through. It could be um, a laugh we had. It could be some sort of silly piece of news that, and I just, I don't know, it's, it's really weird with me. I just like hang on to that weird, so specific, unique thing. And yeah. like, I have one friend, we somehow we were talking about making a movie about, I love heist movies, but then I was like, oh, it would be really cool if like you could do a, a movie about a food heist. Like someone went and stole chocolate or whatever. it was really just dumb and probably over too many glasses of wine. But now <laughs> every time I'm, if I'm reading the news and I see like people steal truckloads of chocolate or truckloads of spinach or there's just all these food heists I didn't know about. I never would have recognized them. But now every time I see something like that come up, I have to share it with them and we have a good laugh. And then they're like, that is so specific and so weird. But I think they right. truly appreciate it because it just shows that I'm also thinking about other people throughout the course of, of my day. It's like, I love to, I don't know. I don't know if that's empathy or, or, or some kind of other search, but to me, connecting and co collecting and connecting dots with people, it really, it lights me up. It's amazing. Absolutely. I, f I feel the same way. <laughs> Since you've been doing what you're doing now, um, obviously you would think it's all, it's all food and restaurant, but it's not right. right. So what's, what's the most unusual or, or maybe not, maybe not unusual. What's like 
the most surprising client you've had come through through Union uh, Union Square Consulting um, or Union Square Hospitality Group and or Hospitality Lab, as far as like an a, a business that you wouldn't necessarily expect, um, and then how did they come in, and how did they leave changed? A lot. Uh, so yeah, I, I, surprising clients um, have been kind of in in other industries, um, corporate being one of them, right? Um, and I, I think as we've all kind of seen a lot of industries shift following the past three years, there's such a, a need and a desire um, to capture that beautiful moment of hospitality outside of the restaurant, right? And And corporate is chewing at the bit to, to find ways to include that magic. Um, one of our, our clients uh, is JP Morgan, Chase. Um, and we've done a couple of different uh, scopes with them um, most recently. And, and if you, you walk up Madison uh, and look up at that massive new headquarters that they're building um, with Foster um, and studios, uh, we, we were the food and beverage and hospitality consultants, um, on that project. So, um, it was a way that they were, you know, building this incredible, um, headquarters, new headquarters, um, beautiful design. And how do you get people back Right? How do you get people excited? How is there this um, journey for uh, the employee to feel like they belong and they're being heard, they're being listened to, and this really becomes something that they have pride in? Um, hospitality is an incredible way to to do that and to look at that. Um, so yeah, we we developed for that one. Um, still kind of food and beverage focused, but they have two floors um, for employee dining um, that we developed. Kind of the concept and strategy behind about I think twelve different. Uh, I call them mini restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, truly, something that uh, corporate dining to that capacity hasn't seen before. Um, um, we developed that and and kind of on the office floors, um, some of the hospitality touch points, um, even on the top of the floor, something really, truly special, which uh, only if you're VIP and invited up, you'll get to experience. Mm. But um, we we had our hand in, in so many different kind of hospitality moments, ways to think uh, of the approach of, of that building. Um, so that was kind of a surprising one. Uh, and, that, and then when, I'm just curious. So when you're working with <clears throat> like a bank and it doesn't have to be JP Morgan, just any bank to me, like it's finance, it's numbers, it's performance. Um, okay. There are some, there's relationship managers and everything in there, but I, I guess it's just reassuring and reaffirming about why I love doing this podcast as well, because I really truly believe we all benefit from more hospitality and better hospitality. And and as much as that 51% is really important, I actually think it could be like on the technical side, I think it could even be lower than 49%, right? Because it's really that right. 
it's a it's a really a it's a it's a culture fit. It's a it's a it's something that's innate, but it's also something that I I believe that can be if you're not good at it, if you're below 51, it can also you can teach people how to tap into that as well and and grow. It's like a muscle. Um but I I do it's it's cool to hear doing this with banks because uh, to me they don't necessarily and this is just my worldview they don't seem like the most hospitable of places but you know if you really are hearing and listening and putting yourself in someone's shoes and having empathy it really just benefits the it benefits all of the different stakeholders and shareholders and everyone involved when you're looking at like i'm i'm just looking at your the client list that you're here from the like obama foundation to the little nell to the wit a lot of museums oh i love the moma when they come in and and then you work with them and you impact them in a positive way, um, what are the light bulbs that pop off in their head typically? Is there like a theme that you're like, oh, the, how they hadn't considered it, how you've helped them uncover certain things? I think a lot of it um, has kind of centered around the way that they look to kind of further grow what we've kind of put forth for them. Um, and a lot of that kind of is is related to the team, the team that they have in place to execute. Um, so a lot of our consulting projects, we kind of do a handover um, component. And, and part of that is a bit of training. Mm. Um, and it's kind of very similar to the training that we ourselves do at Union Square. Um, so it's kind of that HQ mentality, that enlightened hospitality ethos um, and our steps of service and how they should be thinking about things. So we kind of give them the playbook, but also some of that training. So they get excited of this approach of it's it's us first. Let's take care of our team first and this excitement for them to grow um, but also hold themselves to this kind of beautiful level of higher hospitality excellence. Um, and it's it's them looking towards the future and, and kind of furthering their teams that they have to ultimately run the different operations. Um, I think that's been kind of really beautiful to see. Yeah. I know you just mentioned the stakeholders and putting team first. One of the things that I was always struck by in reading Setting the Table was the, I think he called it like the five stakeholders. Are they the five stakeholders of a of a restaurant, let's just say, or any business? And I was always struck by how of the five, the investors are number five. They're last in order of importance. And the whole premise is is if you get the team, number one, right, you get the guests or the customers, right, you get the community of where you are, right, and then your suppliers who are supplying everything. If you get all of those, all four of those things, right, the investors are going to benefit asymmetrically. They're, it's an outsized benefit to the investors. And most people don't look at it that way. And then, right. so... I'm intrigued by the training because you never you they interviewed you, you had the hospital you you passed the test you had the hospitality quotient, and, and I, I've heard so much about all of the training and again like it's a muscle that it can be trained and it is a path of continual improvement. Like, what's been your experience with the all of the hospitality training that not only you're doing for others 
but that you've experienced yourself? Yeah. Um, so we, we, we do our own training day one. Uh, I, I go through the same as, you know, the person next to me, um, was, you know, going to be a line cook myself. And then there's probably someone from the sales team or it doesn't matter. We're all on the same team, right? So we all need to be going through that similar kind of approach and an understanding of, of enlightened hospitality and, and, um, what we call our HQ training. Um, so, you know, getting that firsthand, uh, we also get a, a setting the table book, but it's kind of our version that has a, a beautiful intro from Danny uh, to our team. Um, so we get that as, as well. But I think it's for myself, it's constantly being in our businesses, right? Firsthand seeing the teams execute this, live this, breathe this on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's it's a constant reminder because we're all doing it day-to-day, -day, whether it's for me back at corporate or for them, uh, you know, at our restaurants or, um, you know, we do even the the food and beverage operation at Little Island and, and the kind of food trailers and kiosks and seeing the same approach done at uh, Manhattan is, is done at our food trucks, mm -hmm. um, but it's the day in and day out and um, being part of um, kind of pre-service uh, meetings with the team. And I just, I'm collecting dots, Dan, every right. day. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so uh, imagine of all the training that you've been through since joining Union Square Hospitality and, you know, you're basically drinking the Kool-Aid that you're sharing with ev everyone else, right? So using those dots as all the information and the learnings that you've had, what was like the biggest aha that you had through the training that that helped you consider things differently? I I now I feel like um, I'm gonna be, you know, my my word of the day is dots uh, because and I, I I truly that was kind of an aha moment when I first I was at the table with the team. Um, and so uh, I remember our, our director of, of HR asked the prompt, right? We're all sitting in the room. We don't know each other. Um, and goes, I want somebody to, he brought up a, a fact of himself first, right? And I don't remember what it was, but if anyone in the room can share a connection, a shared dot with that, you know, introduce yourself and then say something about you. And so a person said, connected with the fact that he had said and it, um, and then had mentioned something about um, something about family and, uh, you know, new life changes. And so at the time I raised my hand and I said, well, you know, actually, uh, you know, I, I at the time, uh, my daughter, I think, was one year old. And, and so I was really living a lot of that kind of new family development and, and dynamics. And and so I mentioned, you know, and I joining the team and, and I have a, a one-year-old at home, something, something. And, and then someone who, um, I believe it might've been a line cook at the time, raised his hand and said, I have a one-year-old too. And it was, and then somebody, and we could, you, like we were talking before, right? That igniting in yourself of, of that excitement. Um, yeah. And you, and you, and, and how we are so linked and connected. Um, and, and, being able to just break any of that kind of wall that we might have had and say, no, this is exciting. 
we want to know each other and I want to know more about your background. And, and it was kind of proof and pudding, right? Of like, this is the magic of what this can do and can unlock. And, and so now uh, I remember, I think it was on the second birthday of my daughter and his, and it was like, I, I wrote a little happy birthday card to um, his son. And um, it was just that you remember it because you made that connection. Yeah. Um, something that you mentioned, right? It's, you will always remember those moments of how uh, beautifully you can connect with somebody else. And it's so easy and it doesn't cost a lot of money. And it's just having, it's like taking a pause and just having a little thought about it. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also interesting, like just looking at your journey and having, having done branding before um, I, I feel um I've always known branding is important because you're, you know, you're getting in alignment with like who your market is, what your values are, how do you connect the two, what's the experience going to be, and you come up with these really important pillars, not many enough, so it's like you're you're main you're maintaining focus, and mm -hmm. then you're taking all that pre work that you've done, and then you send it out to the menu person, you send it out to the designer, the architect, the MEP person, the signage person, and everyone is kind of rowing in the same direction. Um, how did you find that interest in what branding is? And how did, I know that you, you took some courses on it as well. And like, how did, how have you taken what you've learned from the idea of branding and setting that table the right way like that? Nice. And bring, and bringing it forward. Yeah. Um, so I, my aha moment, um, when I was uh, a young designer um, out in Arizona, I was at a, a wonderful hospitality firm and uh, designed my first restaurant. So it was friends and family uh, and, and went with a, a few of my friends. Um, and it was so exciting. It was like this, you know, kind of true validation of why I, I was meant for hospitality and, and why this is the industry I, I love. Um, but sitting there watching everyone enjoy the space that I designed, right? Sitting in the seat, kind of touching, feeling the leather, the, the lighting, and it was so special and it was, like, this is wonderful. Then, uh, the waiter comes and presents us with the menu. And I look down at this menu and looking at the paper and the font and every, and I go, they just missed it. It could have been, uh, so fantastic, right? If if all of those things were aligned and sung the same song, right? They were part of that same narrative mm. of what they were looking to achieve. And when it does, when it's all in sync uh, and, and uh, such a more cohesive vision, you feel it when you walk in and go, wow, that's strong. Uh, so that kind of marked for myself this moment of going, I got to figure a way to be able to really bring such a stronger interpretation of all facets of that experience, mm. um, which led me down my path. And um, uh, at a certain point, um, I was over at another restaurant group and, and led um, their kind of brand design where I kind of rewrote a lot of their narratives for all their, their different concepts and then drove that the tenants and how that I then remember I was presenting to 
the operations team and the marketing team and the culinary team. Like these are, this is the brand. This is how it's defined. And he, these are those tenants. Take this. This is how it applies to operations, right? This is how it applies to design. This is how, but all of that will then speak that same uh, narrative, that same language. Um, and uh, it's, it's really powerful when all of those things speak. It's, speak it's, the same you know, it's the irony of all that is it's really powerful when it all speaks the same direction, but if it's really done cohesively and thoughtfully, oftentimes it's not noticed. You, you just feel a certain way, right. but when that menu is not in alignment <laughs> with everything else, then you're like, ah, what happened? Oof. You know, Oof. and it, and it's, it, it's like, it's, it's like bringing the champagne to your friend. Right. Or, or bringing the champagne, two champagnes to the table. It like the intention is good, but then it's like, it creates all of these other things that are so minor in a way, but also really important. And it's, it's just important to that. We step back and try and get everything. It's like, um, it's, I guess it's what design is really. It's like taking all those ideas and, and, and just kind of weaving them together into a very thoughtful work. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> I have a question. So if you're, I've never worked in a restaurant and I feel really like, I feel like that's missing in my life. I wish yeah. I would have. And maybe that's why I'm you so You want to come here. work at Gramercy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Actually, I might. And you know what? I'll, we'll talk interns after, but uh, I would love to. I'd love to give it a try and see what that's all about, and go through the training. I think it would be really, um, I think it would be really valuable, um, especially at one of my favorite places. Um, but there's this balance that you always have to do of like, I guess it's like the experience, but also the efficiency, right? And it's or operations and um, guest experience. And it's just a really difficult balance, I would think. And like, how do you, how do you approach that balance all the like of of getting it right and always, and always adapting? Well, I think you know so much of the initial kind of preparation that we do, um, you know, when things are in sync. It, it's a lot easier for them to run smoothly, right? Um, when things are out of step, there's that hiccup. Uh, so I think a lot of it is uh, we've got a lot of incredibly talented peoples with eyes on it that are all kind of very skilled in what they they need to to execute on. And, and we're all speaking to each other um, so that there isn't, you know, no one's working in a silo. We're, we're constantly in communication and they're, focusing on our team, right? We're, we're making sure that everyone is good and, and they, they aren't left alone so that if someone needs help, we're there to support. Um, we're a very well-oiled machine, but that is because we are all focused on that kind of outcome and mm -hmm. wanting to support each other and wherever someone needs that. Um, I, I have a, I'm, I'm like a very systems process kind of geek. And if you think about that, that idea of the hiccup, right? So in a restaurant, making furniture, opening hotels, whatever, whatever, whatever. You think you always think you've seen it all, but in the back of your mind, you know that you're like, oh, I can't wait to be fucking surprised today. Like <laughs> what surprise is coming my way? So like using at, at your restaurants, for instance, 
a hiccup happens. You think you've seen everything. How do you, obviously you have to triage whatever the thing is right at that moment, but how do you guys take that hiccup and that experience and then learn from it and, and share it? We, I mean, I, I think, you know, part of, part of our team all being kind of focused on what's going on is we all understand that things will go wrong, right? Um, and we'll have people that will immediately try and fix the situation. But we also have teams that will then be able to communicate communicate that to the guest. Um, so, for example, um, let's say, you know, certainly it happens in the summer months where, you know, it gets far too hot and the air conditioning might go out. Uh, that's never a pleasant experience for the guest. And it's... Uh, not ideal on our end too. So we're kind of quick behind the scenes calling facilities and we're you know, trying to do a solve. But a part of that is making sure we have kind of our eyes on the guests. Like who is this impacting in an unpleasant way? And being able to come to them and say, we are so sorry this is going on. You know, how can we, you know, offering them another reservation on another night? Or we've already been able to, if you're interested, we've got seats for you at the bar at Gramercy or, you know, we will come with a solution um, because, yeah, things always happen. It's it's restaurants, it's hospitality. like <laughs> Right. And is that like in that learning or you're, like you're, ta- you're taking that experience, you're, you know, learning from it and getting out there. Does that, is that what feeds into that idea? I think he called it like the virtuous cycle of Michael. the virtuous mm-hmm. cycle of enlightened hospitality 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 or enlightened hospitality one of those but i feel like it is like a flywheel of continuous learning right always yeah and then if memory serves me correct you guys also coach leadership teams and everything else from other companies that may have nothing to do with it like how do you how do you find those dots and connect those dots with those people when you get leadership teams in like how do you take that enlightened hospitality approach and apply it to leadership teams of companies yeah I, we we uh we've got a couple of different divisions underneath the union square hospitality portfolio uh one of which is uh hq hospitality quotient and and that's that um you know, that teaching enlightened hospitality and how to apply it to any side of business that you're on. Um, we do get a fair share of corporate clients. Uh, we also get people in the restaurant world who are looking to kind of practice what we we do day in and day out. Um, but also hotel groups. Um, we had someone that was from, I believe, uh, a food uh, company and they were looking to kind of apply that to themselves. Um, but then we also have a uh, hospitality lab. So it's, there's the enlightened hospitality training to apply to your business, but then there's our team hospitality lab, which is consulting and a- applying enlightened hospitality to any one of your businesses. So rather than just teaching you we're teaching while we deliver an experience um, that you're looking to achieve in your, whether your your business, your hotel, um, your museum, your you name it. Um, so we've got a, a couple of different 
functions underneath our larger umbrella. So let's pretend there's a company out there. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this. They make widgets. I don't know, some kind of a widget. They are of a certain size. They have a leadership team. They want to get some extra um, tool sharpening, so to speak, as a team, as an individual. What's the, like, how do you approach a company like that? Like, let's say they're like, oh, I'm intrigued by this. Like, walk me through, like, what, what's the, what's the experience? Well, for a team, I guess it's collecting dots, right? Mm -hmm. Really understanding what it is that they're looking to achieve um, and having a conversation with them. And I think out of that, if they're saying we want to get the enlightened hospitality approach and ethos to our, our training, you know, our team, I would kick it over to my friends over at, at HQ. Uh, if in conversation they said, you know, we, we really love this, this understanding of your approach to businesses. We're looking to, uh, create, um, uh, uh, an, coffee offering to our, our corporate clients, um, but really need to strategize on back of house operations because we really don't have a kitchen, but um, we've got this small footprint for pantry. You know, how can we be very strategic about it, but also be very conscious of our P&L? Um, but want to feature some kind of innovative coffee offering, they call my team. And and we will then say, all right, let's let's dive into this together. Um, so different functions of of consulting of how we can deliver um, our enlightened hospitality to to people. And are you if there's other people who are out there, or companies or humans, and they're like, oh, I'd love to learn more about this. Are there other like seminars or master classes or events that that they can come to or look forward to and join and and what are some experiences around there that you guys might have? Well, I would love for them to reach out to me uh, first and foremost, uh, because probably I'd love to to grab a drink with them um, and better understand what they're looking to do. Um, but absolutely, Hospitality Quotient does some really fantastic workshops um, throughout the year. So that's a, an incredible way to go about some of that initial training. So you're in this world, you're, you're here, you're making differences in, in companies, restaurants, people. Um, as you're looking forward into next year and, and beyond, like what's exciting you most? We've got some really interesting clients that we are working with, some of which I can share. Um, one of which is a, a restaurant group from Bogota, Colombia. Um, they have a, a great operation down there, um, but are looking to, to come to the States um, and create a restaurant group here. Uh, so we are working hand in hand to set up their first location um, down uh, in the Miami area, um, but then looking to really help and, and shape their growth um, for a larger um, position in, in out here. Um, so that's one. They're really fun. Uh, cool. <laughs> we've had some good trips together. Um, we've got, uh, we're working with um, our wonderful friends over at Hilton. Um, 
developing a new concept with them that they will be rolling out. Um, uh, an F and B or like a hotel concept? They're F and B. Oh, cool. Yep. Wow. Can't wait to learn more about that and hear more about that. That's I awesome. Know. All right. So on your journey from designing restaurants to now doing hospitality consulting, if you were to magically appear in front of your younger self at Arizona State University, um, what advice would go Sun Devils? What what advice would you have for yourself? I I would I would tell my younger self to continue to follow my passion. Um, that has led me to where I am today, and has not led me astray. Um, that I was very fortunate early on um, to to know I wanted to be in design and creating and developing. Um, and there were points in my career where, you know, you start to kind of question and doubt, is there a next move? Where should I go next? Um, and and following that, you know, North Star of, of where my true passion um, what really got me excited uh, has has led me to where I am today and and had kind of a great gave me focus um, on on wanting to drive in that direction. Cool. Yeah. Um, I love that. And it also like as as I'm hearing you say that, it's making me think of one of my favorite lines from setting the table, which was uh, I think when Danny was trying to decide whether he, goes into restaurants or becomes a lawyer and his, I think it was his uncle or something was like, you know, you're dead a lot longer than you're alive. <laughs> and it's really, it's that whole idea of seize the day, um, gather your rosebuds. Um, mm -hmm. And it's about being in that place where it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like work. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. And it's just yeah. being in that place. Um, well, this has been awesome. If people wanted to learn more about you or Union Square Hospitality, um, how do they do it? Ooh, a couple of things. Um, absolutely check out our website. Specifically, it's unionsquareevents.com. Um, but also, listen, I, I think I've, I've said it here multiple times. I love connecting with people. So truly... Um, I would love and welcome anyone to to reach out to me uh, on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, uh, you can find me at the bar. I literally last night I was over at Chisiamo um, connecting with more people that I'm now so much more happy that I have uh, in my network of, of people here. Wonderful. <laughs> um, well, Jessica, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful. And I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, this was fun. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. And uh, also thank you to our listeners. And without you, we wouldn't be here talking and learning about how hospitality can make us all better. And I think if we all walk away from one thing here, no matter what we do, we all benefit from hospitality and learning. And to get into some practice of building that muscle on the hospitality quotient or developing or strengthening that hospitality gene, which we all have. Um, I think it just all makes 
everything we do better. So thank you. And if, if you walked away thinking that here, please pass this along because you know we grow by word of mouth and we appreciate you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.